0: They are knowledgeable, and there were some uh, boos this uh, Saturday that was like, yep, they're knowledgeable. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the other side of that coin is they'll boo when they know it's uh, – <laughs> oh, maybe that was a missed one.
2: <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide
1: presents – The Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA, with your host,
3: Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 21 of season four of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey everybody. And Matt Cavender. Hi everyone. Uh this week we decided with Winter Carnival just wrapping up, uh, that it would be a great chance to catch up with Michigan Tech Athletic Director Suzanne Sanregut. Thank you for uh, making time for us while you're in the middle of moving, Suzanne.
0: Oh, happy to. <laughs>
3: uh this week we'll we'll talk about Winter Carnival. We'll d- discuss the CCHA pairwise, Joshon hour, and I'm sure we'll go some other places. Uh <laughs> But let's do the thank you notes, plus a brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be right back.
1: Fibkey Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the hodag. Look online at fibkeydental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E, dental.com.
4: Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech.net.
3: All right, uh, welcome back. Let's get right into things. Suzanne, what's it been like uh, being able to watch your nephews this season as freshmen for the Hockey Huskies? Well,
0: you know, I think... um... It it's been a long time coming. Um, I I know that when I started, you know, they started traveling all over the country with their their uh, youth teams and whatnot. I like this might actually happen. Uh, <laughs> and, you, know, <laughs> you know, there were a lot of um, interesting conversations. I, I think that what was re- is really cool is that both Trevor and Kyle are very very good students. So the only advice I gave them was. You know, if you're a professional, if you want to be professional, a, a, a scout's going to find you no matter where you play just pick an institution that has a strong academic program that you want to be a part of and get a degree from. And I'm just really, um, really that's, that's the only conversation I had with them. Um, I remember many years that they came to hockey school, brought their friends to hockey school and just absolutely loved, um, you know, being in the McGinnis and, and being up here with, with family and friends um, I, I remember Christmases where, you know, we'd have our fa- we'd have a family hockey game um, in the McGinnis on, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day when the building was closed. And a lot of those kind of special memories when they were kids and when my boys were were my boys are their age as well. So um, a lot of close cousins and um, just really excited to finally see them here and see them being so successful on the ice and in the classroom and enjoying their time very much.
3: Yeah, that kind of ties in. Marvin Wilson um, on our Tech Hockey Guide call for questions today asked, um, uh, let's see, I don't know how to, did you have any uh, negative assumptions or reactions from anyone associated with the university or community about any favoritism or anything like that?
0: Have I? Yeah,
3: related to them being (laughs) your nephews?
0: Well, I don't think so, because uh, I think the statistics speak for themselves. Um, and
4: (laughs) this weekend certainly helps. Yeah. Yeah. Winning, (laughs)
3: winning carnival MVP and CCHA offensive player (laughs) of the week as a rookie. I asked uh, Perry about that. Apparently his rule is you can only win one award. So even if he was, offensive player of the week he can't be rookie of the week as well so
0: well I'm with you he should have been double but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know I no, I don't I don't feel that way because I know I know how I interacted with them about it um it's very common that alumni are you know their their sons or daughters come here my sister and my brother-in-law are both graduates of Michigan Tech grandparents are all here um we have a long line of, of family members who be, are a part of our Michigan tech hockey family. Um, I think Seattles are a good example of that. Um, it's a very special arena, a uh, special place to special community. So favoritism. No, I think they've earned everything that, you know, they've, they've gotten. And I think from a, you know, scholarship standpoint, etc. you know, they're really good students and it really isn't too hard on uh, the equivalency numbers when they're that good of students and have, parents that are
3: alumni. Yeah. We, we, we've talked to Joe a few times and, and you know, that alum uh, children of alumni, whether they're hockey players or not for, for the parent side is a, is a really helpful thing for Joe on the recruiting side, because he can get kids in for a half ride, kind of like a half ride of actual hockey scholarship because their parents can get them the in-state tuition for being legacies. And, and, and that's a very helpful tool when, He's limited to, I think it's, what, 18, but he's got a roster of, I think, almost 30 these days. So it really helps him spread out that money. And and then then when they're good students, you can uh, really spread it out even more with the academic side. So it's always good to see that.
0: Very nice job explaining that. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think... Anytime you get a situation like when you have two nephews coming to play for you, there's always going to be like those questions. But I think, you, I think you're right. I think they've really proven themselves that they, they're not there for just because you put them there. They're there because they played their way there and they've earned their way onto the team and they're doing well academically. And that's cool to see, you know, it's, especially with how great of a weekend Kyle had this past weekend.
0: Yeah. I agree. So they've earned it. Both
3: of them. So. Discord. We had a couple questions on there. For any of you listening for the first time, that's a uh, techhockeyguide.com/discord. It'll get you signed up for that. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Zamatis wants to know, and I think we talked about this last time you were on, but we'll beat the dead horse one time. Is there <laughs> any chance of Michigan Tech being the first Michigan institution to have a Division One women's team in hockey?
0: Um what did i say last time
3: <laughs> i don't even recall i I think what we <laughs> talked about was michigan tech doesn't have the push to add women's sports like some other institutions yeah. might because of the the balance of the student body um i think that's kind of where we left it and it it makes a lot more sense to me that some other institution in michigan should have it whether it's michigan michigan state or some other school it just makes more sense not that it doesn't make sense for tech, but we don't have the largest community to support another hockey team.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of components to that one. First, let me start by saying I played hockey. I, it's, I'm very passionate about it. Um, I'd love to see a women's program. But when I put my athletic director hat on and, and where our resources need to go and what our strategic goals are for the university, uh, there certainly are some other sports that make a lot more sense. Um, that are a lot more uh, cost-effective, that provide the same number or more opportunities for women to participate in sport. Uh, I think that the price tag for women's ice hockey is to do it right and how I would do it. Um, You know, we would need additional, some significant additional facilities. And it's just a really, um, it's really a tough sport to add when there are a lot of other opportunities uh, in our sport portfolio that are not in our sport portfolio that would really meet a lot of the needs of the university.
3: Like adding soccer was when it happened anyway, right? Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we don't have, we could add women's swim and dive. Um, there's a variety women's lacrosse. Um, there's a variety of options.
1: That makes sense. And I understand what you're saying. and. But it still makes me sad <laughs> because, I <lied. laughs> because I know I, I know exactly where you're coming from, and I think you answer that very diplomatically. There's nothing more in the world that any of us would like to see than a Michigan Tech women's hockey team. I would, I, I speak for myself, but I'm sure I speak for some others when I would follow and support them with pretty much the same level of fervor I do the men's team. But it's uh it, there's a lot of moving parts to adding a a hockey team. It's an expensive sport, and then there's the fact that they are going to need like pretty much double the facility is like just pretty much add what the men have like times two. And it's, it's, it becomes a whole deal very quickly. And then community support. Could you get everyone in the community to like come out for two games every weekend or four games every weekend? Now that's, yeah it's, there's a whole lot of pieces to it and I'd love to see it in my lifetime, but we'll, we'll see, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and 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 it really, the question is more, why hasn't Michigan done it? or northern or some other school that's that's uh in a better position to support another team um like it just doesn't make sense to me that a state that produces so many hockey players doesn't have a single team and we don't i don't lay that at the feet of michigan tech because of the way the the institution is set up uh the student body but like, it, it, it's still sad to see that the that whole state does not have one. Uh,
0: I, um, I think just the other piece, too, is, you know, we just don't have we have a we have a good. Well, our t- we are meeting all of our Title Nine guidelines and uh, a lot of other institutions in the state are not. So really need to consider adding programs where we are actually meeting proportionality. So,
2: yeah.
3: Uh, Let's see. We had a couple questions from Marvin Wilson. Uh, His first one is a little interesting, but uh, I can half answer it myself. Has there been any thought to allowing high schoolers in McInnes for MTU games uh, with seating in this quote unquote student section? Uh, My response was kind of, I assume that conflicts a bit with the mission of like the tech experience that allows MTU students to attend with no additional cost to them. So it'd be kind of tough, but... Uh he was trying to he was trying to I think turn it into like a recruitment camp for future misfits is what his question uh-huh. was kind of about I think
0: uh-huh. no a nice strategy unfortunately though we we can't give preferential ticket pricing to K nine nine through twelfth graders for recruiting purposes okay um <laughs> and then the other component I would exactly what you hit on with the experienced tech fee those seats are Uh, part of that fee. And those seats are reserved for um, our Michigan tech students. And really from a bigger picture, I'm not sure um, if it is always appropriate, maybe for high school students to be mixed in with college students for a variety of of reasons.
3: (laughs) Fair enough. And I think we actually already touched on his other question, because he kind of had the question about, uh, about your nephews. Uh, So, Uh, Michigan tech obviously had a big weekend last weekend, hosting winter carnival and senior night in the same weekend. I don't think that's ever happened before. (laughs) Um, I also noticed I did a little research that apparently the winter carnival series has never gone to a shootout before. I thought that was kind of surprising that they've never tied winter carnival total goals before. Uh, But uh, what what's it like for you to go through winter carnival as athletic director and all that goes into getting that getting getting through that weekend
0: um i I don't know i think i think the biggest piece for me is you know we just have so many alumni in town so there's just a lot of um coffees and lunches and dinners with a lot of alums that come back not only for athletics but across campus uh, we do a lot of entertaining through that time period, as you can imagine. Um, in terms of the games themselves, I mean, we, you know, this year really wasn't much different than several of our games because our our attendance at all of our games has been so outstanding. So, you know, usually when attendance is really high, there's just more issues and more cleaning and more whatever, but we've just kind of been doing that all year because our attendance has been just outstanding. Um, a few extra presentations. We, when I when I actually realized that Carnival was our last home series, I was like, "What? I, I don't think that has ever
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: ever happened."
4: I I don't remember it. I haven't looked, but I don't remember it ever happening.
3: I can't imagine that it has because because before the the new WCHA, the regular season ended a week later. Yeah. So you had another week where you could have home games instead of being this close, and also, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. Carnival doesn't really move around yet. Sometimes it's a little bit earlier in February than it was this year. Uh, So I don't think it's ever happened before. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) So really, you know, for me, it, it wasn't too crazy, but I will say the person that was running the most definitely was Calvin Larson, um, assistant (laughs) AD with media relations because Carnival is already a lot of extra stuff on both nights between the Queens and um, all the, you know, other announcements that we have, but then to put on top of it, 10 seniors. And I think Calvin does an outstanding job with how he is, um, how he highlights them all week long and then just putting together the videos and the script for, for the game. I mean, that was a huge additional lift. And on top of that, it was days of giving for the entire campus, which um, (laughs) was another big component in terms of, of work that had to come out of his office. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was fun. Um, One of the real positives I think is that all their fam, you know, all of our student athletes, all the seniors, parents could be here. Um, and really enjoy a, a fun-filled carnival experience which they may not come for if senior day senior night is you know like the la- like later so so it's pretty
4: good for a lot of the student athletes that's a very long trip for families coming from western Canada or you know the Maritimes that's not a, not a that's not a short trip to well. undertake so <laughs> you might as well uh you know, they usually will come for senior night. I can't remember any year where there hasn't been some family representation for, for a student, right? So it's, uh, it's really neat to see how busy and how packed the stadium is. And to get them there with the statues, it's weird to have it both at the same time, but that's a unique and interesting way for that, that group to get it. So it was neat to see. And Kelvin's yeah. work that he does with uh, putting out the little little videos on Facebook and Twitter Those are fantastic. They're they're awesome. I've I've watched every single one of them, uh, and he does a really good job of of putting them together, uh, making you know senior night almost senior week, like you said. So it's it's really cool to see.
1: Yeah, we're really lucky to have a guy like Hal, especially at a school like comparative to like population size as small as we are compared to some of the other schools in D1 hockey. I I think he puts out a superior product to a, a lot of other schools that are dealing with much bigger much bigger populations, much bigger budgets and all that. He's just, he's incredible.
0: And a bigger staff. Most importantly,
1: there's that too. Yeah. (laughs) I think we, I think we forget sometimes that a lot of that is just Cal.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've gotten that feedback before. I think what, when Tim Rapley was on, he was talking up how much he loves that in, in Cal's releases post game, he's always got the audio clip of, of Joe talking, so you can listen to the post game press conference yourself and and all that stuff and and Cal does a really good job of putting that all together and being responsive unless he happens to be deer hunting when I'm trying to get somebody on the podcast.
0: Well, you know what we I do encourage him to get away when he can. And oh, we I,
3: I had zero problems. It was it was fine. We made it work. It was half my fault for waiting so long to make the request. Yeah, because uh, sometimes I don't really think about. The fact that we need a guest next week, I should probably ask before Monday morning. Yeah. Um, so well,
0: I am happy to say though that we are finally fully staffed in his area since pre COVID, so um, and that's good, that, that's a good thing, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, uh, one other thing about so I get not one other thing, but so something else that's come up this year is the change with the size of paid hockey coaching staff, how, how is Michigan tech ready to handle the additional staff cost and, and uh, I guess that's all I need to ask right now. Uh,
0: yeah, I actually was preparing for the worst case, which was two additional coaches and the vote actually ended up going to one, uh, probably because institutions were figuring if we do it for men, we got to do it for the women as well. So, um, it ended up being one additional coach. And and yes, we are going to, we don't, you know, being in a smaller community, um, we don't really have, oh, the expertise, let's say, as readily available as more urban areas um, to have volunteer coaches and part-time coaches. So we really do have to make the commitment, I think, to, to bring in somebody um, and, and pay the position market value. We have Joe and coach Sean and I are still talking about exactly what that position is going to look like. Uh, we are fortunate that we have obviously coach Sean is an incredible goalie coach himself and we have Jamie Phillips right now. So we're kind of strategizing what is the best route to go. Um, I really probably won't say any more than that because I at least want it to be an advantage for a year or two before, uh, if anyone else happens to listen to this where it gets out, because I, you know, I'd I'd like a little bit of that. (laughs)
2: I'd
0: like to take advantage of that advantage uh, for a bit. And I, you know, I, I don't know if some of the other institutions in our league are going to be able to afford it from a budget standpoint, but my goal is to do that.
3: It's great to hear how much, I assume that that Joe had complete control over replacing, uh, Dallas and, and, uh, Chris, I know it's Brooks Chris when, Brooks. Yeah. Chris.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, my philosophy is, um, I am very active and hands-on with all of my head coaching hiring. I believe that head coaches have to live and die by the assistance that they hire. Um, it is their, their name and their record and their success or lack of, um, on the line academically, athletically. Um, so head coaches, um, hire their own assistants and, uh, basically, um, I do meet with the final candidates to, to make sure I don't see any red flags and uh, I trust their judgment. If I see some, if you know, <laughs> if I see something major, we'll talk about it, but typically that's those kinds of things are vetted before it, it comes to that point. So okay. if ever comes to that point.
2: Yeah, from talking
4: to Jordy, he seems to have hit the, hit the ground running as, as the new, the new guy on campus and seems to fit in pretty well.
0: Yeah, um he really he really enjoys the level um the type of student athlete we have, the level of their commitment, they're you know I think our athletes in general are really unique in that they're they are here to get a degree and and hopefully go pro um but they're still committed on that academic side. So I think that just makes a lot of things easier and better when you get to the ice and the training. So they're they're really focused on that. Um, m- very mature, and I think he's sensing that and appreciating that. And uh, I think he's really um, learning a lot from from um, our staff, and he fits in very, very well.
3: He certainly does. He probably fits in well because because we used to, you know, have fun Saturday nights with him in Madison after a few <laughs> series. So
0: <laughs> yeah, he was probably
3: ready for Houghton after that. So
0: yeah. I'm sure there's a few that a few opponents that feel that way, Tim. (laughs) Just a few. Yeah, it was good. It's good.
3: How much of like the uh, the recruiting budget and the ability to go watch players like all the way over in Scandinavia and Finland, has to come from you or do we just have kind of a general budget like how are how are we getting enough to to be over there enough to get the commitments we've gotten from finland and sweden
0: um i think that the hard work there was done a while ago now we have an in um we have a bit more of a pipeline um and in terms of the budget of it my charge is go out and get the best players you can you can get um and make sure you're seeing them make sure you're developing relationships with them make sure you're meeting their families their coaches um and so we have a fairly robust recruiting we have a very robust recruiting budget um and so i don't think that is a um hindrance or handcuffs coach the coaching staff at all and if it was if they needed more let's have a conversation about why and uh I see what they're doing. I see how effective and efficient their trips are. Um, they're very strategic about it. Um, so I have full faith in what Tyler, Jordy, and, and Joe are doing with that.
3: It's good to hear that that they have the backing to kind of do what they think they need to do to, to make the team the best they can.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah,
4: that's what- it's been interesting to see some of the the Scandinavians coming over, you know. After seeing you know Northern having a couple of fins for a few years, and then mm-hmm. there being none in in Houghton for a long time, it's always felt like Marquette for some reason was one upping us in the Kiwana as a local, you know. Not having any fins in the team felt kind of weird. Now the the Finnish lags up there, and the end of the McGinnis hanging because there's a student from Finland, from Sweden, and and uh, you know Australia even at this point, right? So it's it's neat to see that the uh, the student-athletes are coming from across the globe to tech uh, instead of just, you know, just Canadians. Not that there's anything wrong with Canadians, but uh, it's cool <laughs> to see that diversity in the in the student-athletes
0: that are coming in. Well, absolutely, and I think a lot of it is about, you know, making sure that when you bring a prospect to campus that they feel comfortable and they feel welcome. And I, I think, you know, I know when we bring a, a student-athlete from Finland, we certainly better be driving down the streets of Hancock where the street signs <laughs> are also in Finnish
2: <laughs>
0: you know, and, and bringing them to the Sumi for breakfast and just highlighting that heritage that we have here. And, um, you know, it, it does, I think, make them feel feel at home. And, you know, that's a conversation Joe and I had when, um, was it the goalie at Ferris so the goalie at Ferris was from Finland I think and Yeah, Salmangus I believe. Yeah, yeah, and he wrote some editorials about his experience here. And I I my dad actually gave those to me and my mom and I'm like, you know, we need to get we, we need to get, you know, he's he's saying how come, you know, how comfortable and welcoming it is and um, was kind of a trigger like, yeah, we should really be be focusing on this again. So
4: yeah, there was a couple of players over at Finlandia, I believe, that did some. I always either YouTube videos or articles in the newspaper about just the general. How, how do you feel in, in Hancock as a Finn? You know, coming over, and uh, it's nice to see Tech being involved with that now too.
0: Yeah, actually, when I went and um, with the team in the season startup, I ha- I got a book from my parents' house with Finnish words in it, and I made sure that I started off my welcome in in Finnish. so
2: <laughs> sure
0: their heads kind of flipped around like what um i said but that's all i got <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but i know i know i know a handful of words and i i, I practiced up so i could give them a, a sentence or two to welcome them so
3: well, and I know we we as alumni enjoy buying all the flags for the Misfits so that they can have every state, province, country, and uh, foreign territory. I think we bought like the the equivalent of a province in Finland for a couple of the players in, fin- in Sweden if we could find them. I know, Robbie, I think you bought at least one of those. Didn't you? I'm looking at my Amazon <laughs> order history right now. I'm pretty sure I have either. Some it's, of those get a little it's, it's, expensive, though, because they're, cause they're, cause they're yeah, not they're, the $9 <laughs> flags like some no. of the rest of them. And I did laugh. They that are that definitely somebody a little bought different. the uh, Flavor Town flag that I put on there as a joke, and and it made its debut this last weekend. And I
1: love that you found that. Like I just went to a friend's house and I had that on the wall, and I was like, "The Misfits need this." As I said, it as a joke. Tim put it on there, and someone finally bought it, and it was waving around this weekend, which was fantastic.
0: <laughs> you know, that is something that a lot of um a lot of people have commented on. How cool that is.
3: Yeah, and we keep working. I know. Um, Olivia asked for me to add a couple when we had like a new recruit from somewhere, and I'm like, yeah, I will add them as soon as Michigan Tech announces that that player is actually coming to town, and we'll make <laughs> sure you have it before school starts. But uh, well, there, I, you know, there's little reason to buy. a was it uh Czech Republic or is, I forget where? Slo- Slovenia, is right? Slovenia, is Slovakia. It's one of those. Yeah. One of those. Uh.
0: Actually
3: I have it right here, I think. It's Slovenia. Slovenia? Uh, yeah. yeah. I thought so, it was Slovenia. Yeah. He's on he's on the list to be added, but I'm not gonna add it till till we know who's coming in because signing doesn't always mean that you're coming in next year. And not that yeah. there's not that it's likely that these players won't come in eventually, but I also don't want to buy a flag, have it sit in that closet for a year and a half and then get lost. So
0: um and actually Olivia could reach out to us too cuz we can help with that.
3: With the flags? Yeah. Well so. we just have an Amazon wish list. It's in the liner notes every week and we definitely make sure our discord people know um when the uh when there's new stuff on there, because we've got flagpoles and flags and cowbells and and sticks and everything just added. And I don't think we've ever had a problem getting it filled when people know that there's stuff to be done. Like I usually add stuff and tell them and within a week, it's all bought. Oh,
0: perfect. Okay, great.
3: There's times when I've gone to
4: go buy something that we've mentioned and someone else has already picked it up. (laughs) <laughs> ahead of, ahead of it. Even though I know it's going up there because I know Tim is going to put it there. <laughs>
2: mm.
4: but, yeah, it's uh, the the flags and the all the misfits standing have been just a fantastic development of the misfits over the last couple of years. And seeing the student section come back after COVID, arguably stronger than they've ever been. Uh, we we joke about it on the show uh, on occasion that you know it used to just be the one section of the misfits standing and that was it. And it's like they came back from COVID and nobody told the rest of the student side to sit down. (laughs) So they're all standing anyways now and it's even better.
0: Yeah, (laughs) So maybe
4: that year of no fans was a good thing.
0: (laughs) Well, I have to say our, our student section and just our entire attendance has been outstanding this season. And it's not just people showing up. It's, it's, they're engaged and into the game and they're loud. And a lot of, obviously a lot of that is the misfits, but just really happy with the support and that's actually one thing um kyle has said to me is this he's like i thought it was good i just never realized how good um, <laughs> you know with, with how into it the crowd is so yeah cool. i mean
3: all the you know the more road games i go to over time the more you realize how spoiled they <laughs> are in houghton because it like I mean, I've seen some decent games in Bemidji before, where the students were decent. But like last, uh, like two weeks ago, when I was up there, uh, they barely made a peep on Friday. Now, Friday wasn't the most exciting game in the world. When when there was what I think two goals scored that weren't empty nutters all game. Bemidji never had a power play. Tech never had a power play so there wasn't a lot of like those, those amp up moments, but it, like, it amazed me. Like, I think on Saturday, there was almost a bigger group of me and my friends and our kids than the number of students that attended Friday night. And, yeah. it's, and it's just, and then and that's a team fighting for home ice. Like it's not like they're sitting eighth in the conference or anything. Um, And Mankato, even I don't, feel like the students really get into it unless other than singing Olay when they score a goal like i'm not uh i mean michigan tech is top five student section in the country from what i can tell and
1: yeah and i think what well, suzanne said was huge that just the fact that the kids are like really engaged and every time i watch i love it because they're like so you can tell the fans are like very knowledgeable. It's very rare that they'll boo a call when they know it when they know he deserved it or anything like that and I also just love how you can tell that they're they're knowledgeable of the game, but they're still being college kids like they still <laughs> they still know what's like they go out there to get wild. They still get the kids that are shirtless. I love the kids that wear the panda heads. It's just like those guys just it's just so fun to see it like continue to be like a tradition of like great hockey fandom of understanding like not just knowing the game and loving it, but understanding it and wanting to pass it on to whoever else comes into the building. It's it's very heartwarming to see.
0: Yeah. Two points I want to make about that. One they are knowledgeable and there were some uh, boos this uh, Saturday that was like, yep, they're knowledgeable. Um, <laughs>
1: That's the other side of that coin is they'll boo when they know it's uh, <laughs> Oh, maybe that was a missed one.
0: <laughs> or, but you can read between the lines on that one. Uh, and then the second thing is I just really appreciate uh, the leadership of the misfits and their, their approach to cheering for the Huskies and having sportsmanship. And I just think about, um, you know, when we were playing a hundred miles down the road back in what was that December or November? I can't remember when that series was, but you know, the student sections throwing coins on the ice at our players and you look over and our, our misfits are cleaning up their trash and just (laughs) like, just incredible. Um, And I'm just so thankful and appreciative that they are so loud and they're 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 just really really good with a lot of sportsmanship and they're doing all the right things so it's
1: great Yeah, it's very cool to see and one thing that was what was like very hard instilled into me when I was on campus and I think is still going on is that we're very pro tech and not anti other team yep. and I think that's a very cool and unique thing that doesn't happen in other places
0: yeah, yeah. every once in a while but For the most part just very very good and just it puts a smile on my face when i see how much fun they're having
3: yeah and i know i know um the first few times i heard the 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 way that they currently do the the do it again do it again we like to chant where the third time is like off the charts louder than the first two It used to annoy me because I'm like, why aren't all three of them that loud? And then I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm old. I can just do the third one now. And I feel so much different about that, (laughs) that it's just like you get to join in at the end and just be really loud um, and maybe not lose your voice. And and I thought it was really cool because it kind of feels like that engages the whole rink in participating in part of it. And I thought that actually worked really well for what it does even though i was a little annoyed at the beginning when i first started hearing it cheered that way
0: well tim as we get older as we as we get older change you know you got to roll with it too just because that's how it was done when you started I, I know. It,
3: it, it reminds me of a trip i made to st cloud with my ex and uh, uh i think it was dorm rat that was being obnoxious and weird and i called him uh i said something to my ex about the the lunatics got out of the insane asylum and she looked right at me and goes, hello, patient zero. And I'm like, yeah. I <laughs> <that."> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. It's
4: always fun seeing the, the, the little changes and stuff like that that happens though. I mean, the, the new new tradition, newer tradition of, you know, the players going over after a win and, and you know, tapping their sticks along with the pep man is, is awesome. I, I love, love that change. I don't know. Whose idea that was, or who got it started, but that, that's fantastic to see the the players stay out there on the ice and do the fight song, you know, with the band after the game after a win at home. Absolutely love that, and you know the the fact that flows keeps that the, the the actual stream stays up long enough for those of us that can't be there to you know kind of take part of it from from home is it, cool too. So it's all those little traditions, all those little changes. It's everything seems to be so much. So much positive change with it. It's, the program is in a spot that's growing in a really, really good way, and it's keeping going in the right direction. It's it's fantastic to see.
0: That's good feedback. Thank yeah. you.
4: None yeah. of us thought we were going to be talking about a twenty-win season this year, but here we
3: are. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's only two wins away from being tied for second like, most in school history.
0: Yeah, so I have this thing where every season starts, it doesn't matter. And I'm just a nervous wreck, like, oh my gosh, are (laughs) we going to win? Are we going to win any games this year? Are we going to, you know, are we going to, we going to win any, and not just in this sport, but in any sport? And then at some point in the season, we're winning. And then I sit, get, start getting nervous, like, oh, can we please keep winning so we can win a national championship?
3: <laughs> Boy, you, you really belong on our Discord, I think. I know. <laughs> Susan, Susan, I love having you on
1: every single time you come because it's just like listening to the rest of us. And that's my favorite part about having you as, as AD. And I think I speak for at least everybody here when I say I don't think there's a single person on the world I'd rather have as our AD. So to kind of move on from that what are some things uh, about tech that make you feel like really lucky to be in the position that you're in
0: well I'm you know I'm starting my I'm in my 18th or 19th year as AD and my 28th or 29th in the department I've never parked in a different parking lot um, <laughs> <laughs> spot now but um <laughs> yeah since I started in college actually and I I think um Really, it's it's the people. And I've I've had opportunities to leave and I, I just can't do it. And it's the people I get to work with every day. We've had turnover in our coaches and staff and whatnot, but everybody has been just it's just outstanding to work with. And they all love Michigan Tech as much as I do. And we have a really nice blend of alumni and non alumni who they want to they want to be here. Um, the second component of that with the people is just the student athletes. I mean, they're just incredible human beings and they, um, really want to get a degree while playing a sport they love. And hopefully we give them the tools and the skills and the development that not only can they have a career in their degree program to fall back on if they don't make turn pro, but we give them the skills to, to work towards those dreams as well. Um, we do a lot too, with just our leadership Academy and all of our development. That's, you know, not, it's just all the off ice, or off court or off playing surface things from, you know, their freshman year to, to transitioning from high school or juniors into, into college, giving them, you know, leadership training and whatnot in years two and three. And then in year four, when they're exhausting their eligibility, we're giving them, you know, skills to transition out of college and into a career path. Um, a lot of those pieces when they trans trans, uh, translate are, are leaving, um, have to do with financial literacy, nutrition, um, how to stay involved in sport now that they don't have that sport maybe every day since they were five. It's like, it's really learning how to have a new identity. Um, and then those that are turning pro, we give them all the tools to, uh, be able to come back and get their degree. If they're leaving early, um, we stay in touch with them to make sure they're graduating. Um, and then really you know, our, you know, our coaches, our hockey staff really go out of their way to make those connections and put our athletes in the best possible position to sign a pro contract. So um, that's the reason I've stayed. That's the reason I, I'm here. Um, And it's, it's not just the wins and losses, but it's all those other things that I just talked about where I feel like I can impact them in so many ways, maybe not directly, but certainly with the staff and the coaches that we've hired. So does that answer it?
1: Absolutely. I think so.
0: It's a lot bigger than just the game.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something that's been around, at least since the McKinnis days is that Michigan tech isn't about like coming in and playing a sport. It's it's about molding people and making sure that they're successful in life, whether it's in sport or in, you know, being a community member, being a good, being a good employee or employer. It's, I, it's cool to see that tradition continue as well.
0: Yeah. And hey, what a great place for me to raise my family! And I mean, my two boys—they're 26 and 22—and I can't think of greater, better role models for for them. Whether it's the hockey athletes, football, women's basketball, and um, they grew up all around it, so it's it's been great.
4: So I can, I can I can argue I can argue that same statement <laughs> i grew up around it all yeah, like the same yeah. Way. and you know, that, that huge Guinness pile of
1: sweatshirts and... your dad gave me my favorite one was michigan tech women's basketball i wear that one everywhere yeah. <laughs> that's the best that was the- that's the best most comfortable one i love that sweatshirt <laughs>
4: yeah i mean besides home and-, and lakeland in the school district the the place i spent the most time growing up was certainly on campus even yeah. you know from from being carried there to to being running around and and finally paying attention to games eventually once you got old enough to be interested oh. but the amount of time I've spent at the McGinnis as a, as a local is uh, not a small
3: amount
0: no. as as you know as I know yeah i, I was remember. ready to
3: i was ready uh, to call out your dad for not sticking around for senior night and then i was like oh he's probably taking photos and that's why i can't see him in his seat yeah anymore. he's on the other he
4: has to go switch what side of the ice he's on so he can take the pictures from the front side yeah so yeah, he so has was, to run around so, i was yeah.
3: laughing at that because i was like he didn't leave already did he and then i was like no he's got to be taking photos and then he posted them in, uh what was it discord or whatever and i was like oh yeah that's what i thought
4: no he makes sure to get
3: the uh kissing of the ice one every year
4: that's one of the things he always grabs
3: so since we've got you on, I might as well ask this, these questions. So uh, what is the the plan, short-term, long-term, for the GLI? And then Joe mentioned another tournament that we might be co-hosting someplace nice and sunny and warm. What can you share about that one?
0: Um, so GLI... Um... And in, interesting, you know, we, we, own, we are going to be signing a long-term contract with Van Andel in Grand Rapids. I think going into the December, 2022 GLI, everyone was a little apprehensive about ticket sales and um, what was going to happen, not having, you know, canceled, canceled the GLI for two years, a longtime member of the GLI, not being a participant anymore, New city, <laughs> new, new city, new venue, and a venue really that really did um, not have great attendance for regionals. And so there's a lot of apprehension all the way around. So I think our first year, our inaugural year, there was a success, a lot to build on. Uh, so we are going to sign a multi-year deal. Um, and uh, Michigan Tech, Michigan State will be the I guess hosts hosts of the tournament and we're finalizing teams for 23, 24, 25, and 26 right now.
3: Okay.
4: So it's the best at- GLI I've ever been to. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> I it's the, it's, only, it's the only well, one I've ever been to. It, <laughs> it was fun driving around the horn with you, Rob. Let's not run into a tire next time. Yeah, you, I'm
4: sorry I ran over a tire on the way back, but that wasn't that wasn't yeah. my fault all the way.
1: <laughs> I think I've only missed one GLI in my entire life. And it wasn't my first one, so it was. Uh, yeah, I got I got taken to a or no, I think my first hockey game was like a Michigan Michigan State game of the Joe. But anyway, not neither here nor there. I've been following the team even though I'm not a local like for a very long time, and I've seen I've seen a lot of ups, I've seen a lot of downs with that tournament. But I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm literally a mile away from Van Andel, but I really liked the move. It was it was cool to see like no matter where we go, that tech starting to get a reputation of we can fill a building on our own accord. no matter where you put us. <laughs> and it's
0: um, Yeah. You know, because of the lateness of signing this long-term deal apprehension about what was going to happen. Um, we may not have the, all the teams we want in, for December of 23, but they are lining up nicely for 24, 25, 26. So we'll see where we land with that um, because it is, a little bit late, but um, is it
3: is it supposed to continue with the I guess the local flair of it, or are you looking to make it more national, like the GLI was when uh, the first couple times I went? I guess I could say.
0: Yeah, I think the feeling is that um, if we ever, if we get to the point where we're you know with Michigan Tech and Michigan State, and we're getting closer to sellout, I think that's that certainly can be a conversation. Um, I think for the first few years we are going to try to keep it more with the local, the you know Great Lakes type institutions. Um, so we'll see where we go from there. Um, yeah.
3: And then, is there anything you can say about the?
0: Uh, oh yeah. The Coachella
3: um, area tournament that yeah. has been talked
2: about.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're um, we're working through that. We're also getting you know requests to come back to the for the Desert Classic. So. We're also talking about kind of uh, a showcase, let's say, of like old WCHA, maybe in the Green Bay area. Um,
4: well, I like I like the sound of that. That's not. Far so it. We'll, we'll
0: see it where that where that goes. Um, so we've got some venue for that. We have some years res- held the venues held. And we're just trying to finalize it. I, I think um, we need to wait and see what happens at the end of the season with potential coaching moves, possibly.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know we've heard about that tournament, too, and I think it's great. And I think
2: –
3: and I love the push to do more of those things because of how it can potentially positively impact pairwise, which is such an important part of the team – and how we play. I mean, yeah. uh, being able to uh, beat BU and, well, look at, we beat we beat Michigan State in the GLI, and because we actually have common opponents with them, we have flipped that comparison. Even if Michigan State ends up ranked 10th in the country, we will have that comparison won no matter what. Yeah. And that's such a big thing that you can do if you can go to these tournaments and win a couple of them And have a common opponent somewhere, you can flip these comparisons and, and kind of take advantage of how the pairwise works a little bit to get yourself a little higher than you would be otherwise. And it's such, it's, it's pretty simple. If you can go do it, you just actually have to go do it. So.
0: And, and I think the other big part of that is we tend to do very well on neutral ice. Yeah. So.
3: And I know Rob and I talked, uh, Matt, too, about, you know, we we love the idea of kind of trying to turn the GLI into something where, where Tech Hockey Guide gets together and and maybe we can get a suite next year and set up our stuff and just kind of have people in and out all the time, recording a whole bunch of content to get out to everybody and uh, get some of our friends in there and just have a good time. I actually really enjoyed grand rapids that uh, taco place across the street from the stadium was delicious and being able to walk to the hotel and walk to a brewery and a bunch of stuff it actually worked out really nice overall i think
0: yeah i had just so many positive comments so yeah it was great (laughs) we were really happy
4: (laughs) well it's, it's a it's a big big change it's a huge change from you know decades of, of GLI tradition right and you, you gotta be a little nervous going into it but I don't think it could have gone any better I mean well it could have gone better we could have won on Friday night I know <laughs> <laughs> or on the first game but, yeah. but uh it uh it certainly was it, it was fantastic to be there in person like I said it's the first time I've ever gone to GLI uh so I, I I've got nothing to compare it to with the Detroit experience so uh I, I I'll be back next year. (laughs) Make sure it becomes a part of the Christmas tradition here.
1: I've been, I've been to, you know, as I said, I've been to pretty much every GLI. So, I mean, comparing it to my Detroit experiences, like earlier in my life, when some certain other institutions took it as seriously as we do, they were really fun to go to. But once they, these those other institutions started to not take it as seriously, it was hard to fill a building of that size. So, now that we're we, we I feel like now g l i is I honestly feel like it's in better hands in Grand Rapids because I feel like state wants to be there now that they're starting to get back to relevance. I know that Ferris was stoked to be involved, Western really showed out like i I like playing teams that want to be there, like so I thought it was awesome to come there and see a whole bunch of teams that wanted to play in the tournament, fan bases that took their in participation pretty seriously, so I think it's probably the best GLI in the at least last half decade, my opinion, from the fan perspective.
0: Michigan State was a really, really good partner. Ferris State as well. Ferris State actually rearranged their schedule so they could get in. Um, it worked out perfectly, too, because we only have one series with Ferris. Um, so we knew we'd only see them a third time instead of five times, which was, was good. Um, and we also only have Ferris – in one series next year, so you can do the math on that one and
3: connect the dots. So. <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs>
3: that seems surprising to me that that's how that 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 uh, that that Not that I'm disappointed that that's how it works out because it's it's good to have uh uh. It's good to have Ferris there because of the proximity and everything else, and they're and they're I think a good participant but it, it seems odd to me that the schedule wouldn't rotate more than just you us playing Ferris twice again, seems a little odd to me, but it's fine that it works out. So or we we like in the, the, in the is G-O it the line. back
4: end of the scheduling snake? You've gone this way down the who you buy and now you're going back around again somewhere. It's got to turn around, I guess.
0: Yeah. So that's just, you know, strategy on our part. And um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Michigan State clearly doesn't want to play another Big Ten school, um, it, so we're just working through all the options. Yeah, they, and it, they play def- everybody four times. So yeah.
3: yeah, it makes sense to me to have like whoever, since Tech's not going to play somebody four times, it makes sense that that might be the fourth participant if it lines up, so that you you're not getting a team a fifth and sixth time before the conference tournament, yeah. but you're still getting another participant that's somewhat local and and can bring some fans to the event
0: yeah Yeah. and they really were good partners they really um they did their part in terms of marketing and and ticket sales and we're happy with that so yeah
2: that's
3: great
1: i also enjoyed having western around from the fan perspective because of just how well they show up and show out and it's nice it's also nice from like the perspective of getting a comparison against an NCHC team, even if it didn't <laughs> quite go our way this time, it's nice to, uh, nice to know that there's at least the the possibility of playing one and getting a comparison against them.
3: I've got one more question about uh, flow hockey. What is the reasoning behind not broadcasting like the pregame show and the intermission reports?
0: Um, that's a good question. And I don't have the answer to it. <laughs> okay, But I can find out.
3: Okay. I assume <laughs> part of it's commercials and all that stuff, but it would be really nice if you guys could uh at least do the pregame shows, even if you don't, if even if you're getting Dirk's feed directly from the game, so we can... We can hear all that pregame content without having to pull it up on a separate feed. And then we know the feed's working a half hour before the game instead of it starting like right right before the national anthem and wondering if it's going to work.
0: Yeah, good point. I'll ask.
3: Good to know. Well, I think we've taken up enough of your time. So thank you for joining us, Suzanne. It was great chatting with you and and getting some uh, inside information on what's going on and, and how things have been going.
0: Well, I want to thank the four of you for all your work on on this podcast and everything you do for Tech Hockey and um, keeping it at the forefront. and And uh, we will do our best on this side to uh, give you great content. and uh, Looking forward to a very long run. Um, there is no trophy I want more than the McNaughton Cup. <laughs> um, like. <laughs> Uh, it's really pain. It's kind of painful because you know how your um, iPad and phone, like bring up pictures from memories. Yeah. The same picture keeps coming up and it's, I'm driving the McNaughton cup around in my front seat, like seat belted in. (laughs) I was bringing it to previous, you know, past athletic directors and um, the president and past president. And I was driving it all around town and the picture keeps coming up. And I'm like, I just want that bag so bad.
3: (laughs) Well, uh, well, I'll give you a little extra glimmer, glimmer of hope. I've gone to eight games this year. They are seven and one. The only loss was the semifinal at the GLI, and I will be in Mankato.
0: Okay, no, I'm. I just made my reservations today, so that's good. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take my mom and my sister and meet my sister and uh, her husband, so we can uh, watch them play. So it should be fun. It actually that's a new layer to to this experience as athletic director, getting to enjoy some of this with my family too. Yeah. Um. So.
2: Oh,
4: sure,
0: well, sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Mankato is a fun town to visit. I've been over there a couple of times now. It's, it's a, it's a good rank to go to. I, I like Mankato. It's a really walkable downtown too. So yeah. you're, you're, you're all over down there just walking around. It's quite nice. Yeah. I
0: haven't been but. there for a few years. So, um, yeah, I hope it's a good one. I think, uh, we've won every game. Well, I'm probably right there with you, Tim on, on the record. So
3: something in one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I honest, I think that. Be...
0: So, because I made it to Alaska this year, and I made it to Arizona. I can't remember where else, but okay. anyway. Well, awesome. Again. You know, I'll,
4: thank- be, I'll be home for the, the first round of the playoffs for sure. It's uh okay. it's nice to have home playoffs and have a couple of games <laughs> for that yeah. first series. So
3: and, and we'll make sure to pass on the thank you to the rest of the guys at Tech Hockey Guide that donate their time writing uh Augie writing his analytics yeah. and, and Mike finding time for his columns and oh. uh uh why can't I think of his name coming back to to do our roundups? Who's doing the roundups? Bros, Yeah, bros. Uh, and then obviously Jay-Z with his previews and uh, and actually attending the games and, and covering the team for us. So, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Please pass that along. So, um, and anything I can do to help, let me know.
1: Thank you, Dr. sandergaard It is always <laughs> a pleasure to have you on. <laughs> well,
0: uh, And I made it through. I made it through to 9.15 and I was actually like, totally awake and with it so that's good there you go <laughs>
1: and, and get, now, get yourself you can, home and yeah so go out to that to bed, parking
3: yeah. spot that you got and get in your car and go to your new house <laughs> thank you
0: did you pick this did not only did we pick a date after winter carnival but after the super bowl too
3: yeah we didn't do yeah, yeah. <laughs> sunday because of that although i watched i think i watched like three minutes of that game so
0: oh uh, i uh, all right. Awesome. Thanks, yep, guys.
3: Thank Go you. Huskies. Yep, yep. Thank you.
0: Yeah,
3: talk. you. Bye. All right. Well, now is probably a good time to run a couple commercials, and then we'll be right back with Dustin reading a review we got. We fund everything a Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguy.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: All right,
3: welcome back uh, from another commercial break. Dustin, we finally have another review for the first time, I think, in over a year. Somebody took the time to review our podcast. Yeah, I can't believe it. I. I it. almost
5: forgot that we did this. <laughs> all right. So I got it pulled up now in our chat. All right. Here is the review. And this is a five-star review. Right? It was
3: a five-star review. Okay.
5: I don't want to read something that is four-star.
3: <laughs> no, we don't. Or three, think two, one. That None of that.
5: None of that. Nope, no. Okay. Where else can you hear talk about Joe isms, winter carnival pasties, misfits and happenings with tech hockey all recorded in the state of hockey. As with every gathering at tech, there has to be one guy, Matt, who loves something that should never <laughs> exist, three on three OT. There is also the obligatory discussion of some random subject that has nothing to do with the main topic, soccer. If you can live with that, you will enjoy this podcast as the guys are passionate, knowledgeable, informative, and have great guests. <laughs> End
3: scene. Uh, thank you for uh oh shoot let me now i gotta go back a couple links here so i can actually read who it was so the the name of the person who gave us that review was lost underscore viking underscore uh so thanks for that you Uh, better
1: find yourself quick lost underscore viking underscore we gotta fight Flare <laughs> up! I, I flare up!
2: <laughs> Drop you... your pen, buddy. <laughs>
3: we don't have a series to preview for tech, but I think it's it's a we can spend a little bit of time here. Dustin, did you pu- Did you find your uh, your RPI stuff? Did you get that? Figured I just
5: out? I just um, pasted a screenshot of my chart in the chat, and we can put this in the notes. I imagine too. Yeah.
4: Oh, which chat? Oh, for the, how can oh, I follow that one? Look on zoom, that? the I'll Zoom chat. I'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Did it, did it make my camera go weird or anything? I haven't look, and I can't see you guys. Since it's on my whole screen here, but I got it. Okay. There we go. I can still there. see you. Yep.
3: You're still good. Okay. I
4: just can't see you guys. So so explain what this, explain what this means then. Go. Okay. So what I did
5: <laughs> is I took the exact same data set that I used last year, which is just the historical end of year. Pairwise, you know, for the last eight years or something like that. Basically, historically, what is the average RPI for each spot uh, in the Pairwise rankings? And then the maximum and minimum for each spot. So it kind of got a range of uh, the, the, the gray line and the orange line are the range of RPIs that you can be in and still make the tournament. And it goes by... Uh, pairwise ranking on the
3: X-axis. So basically if we, so this basically tells me that if we get a split and make it to the quarter or the semifinals, we're probably in, we have a very high probability of being in pending upset. Yes. Okay. Yeah,
5: exactly. So if you look at it right now, the red line, that is the horizontal line. That is where our current RPI set puts us. You can see it intersects directly with 12, which is our current pairwise ranking. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also see uh, some different trends compared to the average. So the dark blue is average and the light blue is this year. From four to twelve, the the entire range of pairwise is, is higher than normal. Um, once you get below twelve. Is.
3: Well that 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 that's typical, Rob, actually. It because will as out. the okay. season goes on, the numbers naturally come down because your yep. opponent's opponents naturally regresses to 500
4: gotcha okay fair enough yep. as you
3: have the whole, full
4: complete picture then yeah because right. they don't
3: have the full complete picture yet they haven't regressed yep. to the mean okay. and obviously yep. like michigan penn state and uh who's the other one that's above us in that conference is it Ohio, Ohio state? state? all three and of them cannot of win the big 10 <laughs> and minnesota all of them cannot win the big 10 so somebody will have to lose at some point So potentially they're all going to come down a little bit or somebody has to come down, even if somebody else goes up. So there's some regression Mm -hmm. as the season goes on, no matter what.
5: Yeah. You'll definitely see Um, that, that line come down a little bit. I don't think it's going to come down far enough that it hits the average. I think it's going to be above average for that range for the year, but it's also significantly below average from 13 through 16, 16 doesn't really matter, but 13 through 15 is below the average line, which means it's going to be a lot tougher to fall out of the tournament than a normal year.
3: It's uh, pending it uh... a bunch of upsets in conference tournaments that get five right. or six teams in that wouldn't be in otherwise. Yep. Yep.
5: So um, the dotted lines are just uh, – it shows we're, uh, on an average year with the RPI that we have, what would our our pairwise be? So on average with what we have right now, we would typically be at 11. This year we're at 12. Um in past years, the highest pairwise ranking for the r p a we have right now is up to seven um <laughs> and the lowest pairwise in uh, is at fourteen um and but i think would, the important... and it
3: would still be well i guess it would be out of the tournament if we got swept by mankato in the in in the abstract of only those two games happening, which obviously isn't mm-hmm. what's going to happen by the time we play that, but this right. also tells me that if Alaska wins out, they still have a they that that percentage that was on playoff status of what was it eleven percent Rob that they talked about on Discord that Jack asked about. Yeah, it was oh. somewhere around there. I think you're that, right. The, like based on what 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 Dustin has here, that eleven percent sounds like it might actually be accurate. Because because, it, because if be Alaska at... wins out, they would get around that fifty four fifty without anything else happening. Obviously, that would, that would come down a little bit, but.
5: Mm-hmm. But but, you, but if you think of it, like if you look at where the numbers are for 14 and 15, we could potentially be seeing the lowest RPI teams ever getting 14, at, 15 getting yeah. at large bids.
3: Yeah, pending conference tournament results.
5: Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of variables in the air, obviously.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and then I added just um, you know in a vacuum. I did. We sweep Mankato. Mankato sweeps us for the last. Uh, series of the year again it's in a vacuum i only did those two games mm-hmm. to see what it did to our rpi and it got us up as far as nine actually i think it only had us at 10 because we lost a comparison somewhere or somebody gained a comparison or something but uh, the rpi was equivalent to a nine okay. and um we only if we get swept we only dropped as far as 13 in a vacuum
3: okay good to
5: hear one minute remaining in the podcast.
3: Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Uh, patrons at the white level or above get access to our Zoom chats, which we need to do some more of those to uh, make that worth it to you guys. We also probably should actually do the thing where Instat uh, Augie stuff gets published there first and then gets released on a more scheduled time. Uh on the regular website. So you get early access to our Instat stuff. Uh, Patrons at the black level or above receive access to extra podcast content including extended versions of every podcast where we discuss things like highlight and Kabadi patrons at the gold level or above receive access to the unfiltered YouTube video on our podcast each week, which gets published and each level up, you get access to the podcast sooner. Um, Our, our, uh, is it silver level i think is the uh, the $25 a month level that gets you access to the raw audio f- feed and i usually publish that as soon as we get as soon as we get done or the next morning depending on if i'm too tired to wait for it to comp- uh, for it to process when it's done um, follow us on twitter at Chasing MacPod or at techhockeyguide join us on discord by going to techhockeyguide.com/discord and signing up We'd love to have anybody from that, that loves college hockey will fit right in. Um, and if we get enough people from other teams, I'm more than willing to create channels for you guys to, to bitch about your own team and not do it if in front of us, if you don't want to, um, you can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, on our Patreon page. Uh, we take a lot of, you're also welcome to comment directly on the call for questions posts, uh, on Tech Hockey Guide or on Discord. It's just not guaranteed that we're gonna read those on the podcast. Although for the most part you guys get your questions asked all the time because we don't we don't get a ton of them. Um kind of depends on the guest, I think, about how much we get questions and and how good I am about actually posting the call for questions in a timely manner to give you guys enough time to think about it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast and they say of choice, please let us know. and We'll make it happen. Uh, we already got a rating this week, so you know how that works. Dustin will read it. He read the one today, which was actually, you know, pretty good and pretty tame. No, there wasn't any stupid comments about uh, anything that Biddy wanted us to talk about or anything like that
1: oh there was stupid comments all right but that's neither oh, well, here nor there yeah. <laughs> no there wasn't I, did, I didn't i didn't
3: disagree with that comment so i'm good uh once again thanks to our sponsors Fibke dental in rhinelander wisconsin and Lavonia technical services uh, special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our Patriot Saint Doc McRessen for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. Finally, thanks to the Thank You Notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the